really do. You're a 21-year-old punk fucking kid. This Grandpa's given you everything all your fucking life. You've never had a car payment, a house payment. Everything you live in was given to you by Grandpa. You fucking don't know what it's like to work for a fucking living like I do. To bust my fucking ass and do what I do. And you know what, Sean? You fucked me, and that's the way you got it. But you know what? Your grandpa's money will run out someday, and you'll have to feast for yourself. Get a fucking jog, you piece of shit. Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast, Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef with Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording above the butcher shop in beautiful Spring Valley with my man Derek Marceau of Valley Farm Market. And it is May, so that's National Barbecue Month. Is it? National Barbecue Month. Did you teach man. me shit every day. See, that's why we podcast. It is. We have to make sure we continue to learn, and I just learned something new today. Look so, at that. And I learned something new yesterday, going to the San Diego Food Bank with... What did uh, you learn? I told you that they buy 25% of their product. Where do they buy 25% of their product? From distributors. Ah. Uh, yeah. At a discounted rate, and I didn't know that the people that come in and get it, they charge 19 cents per pound. Very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive operation. What to do is so rad. I mean, what they do over there and the amount of people that they feed um, and help out, it's just something that I strive to do on a micro level. You know, I can't do it on that level. But if it's, you know, it's just something that continues to entice me and makes me want to be a better person all the time. Yeah, I think probably the coolest thing is there's no reason for a single unit barbecue restaurant owner and butcher shop owner to have a relationship with the CEO of San Diego food bank like Jim Flores. But because of this podcast, we were able to have him on, learn his story, find out why they're feeding the people that they're feeding and really continue our education. It's been, you know, we've already gone through a year of podcasting and it's opened up doors that we never thought would be possible. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty fucking funny too. Sit down and talk to him and walk around with him. He's uh got a warped sense of humor uh, like myself so yes he we, does. we get along very well um but it's cool to see him in his element too and to go down there and see it and you know uh hopefully that we get to uh, partner up with him and do a little barbecue festival uh, or not a barbecue festival but barbecue for his festival absolutely the, the, the for blues. the jazz for the blues, blues fest yeah yeah absolutely. that's gonna be really cool well yeah for those of you first-time listeners this is a business and digital marketing podcast we uh we do this on facebook live um, basically whenever we can make it happen. But the pod- podcast comes out every single Friday on all the different podcast platforms. For those of you that have subscribed and have written us a review, we really appreciate it. Uh, I know we bring in a variety of different guests, which is probably the coolest thing that Derek and I love about the podcast is that as much as we have gotten all these opportunities because of barbecue, um, we've also been able to find out what happens in other people's other leaders that we respect other people that are on the entrepreneurial path uh, people that are creating business that are dealing with what's happening in 2018 um, with digital marketing to grow their brand grow their business um, employ their staff find the why um, into why what people do what they do and today is an awesome day because of uh, because of our connection to National Barbecue Association that uh, that opened up the doors to uh, our relationship with Ace Hardware and Ace Hardware, they have started an initiative to put on a barbecue fest, neighborhood barbecue fest across um, across the nation. That's right. So they uh, sent out a email to National Barbecue Association uh, members, basically asking other pitmasters locally to partner up with Ace stores. And uh, through a huge coordinated effort, we were able to meet Harry. 
uh, who's our guest today. Ace Hardware owns two stores with his sister uh, here in San Diego locally. And Gene Goykachea and myself uh, and our team, we're going to be out at Ace Hardware this Saturday, uh, May 5th at the Hillcrest location. And today we get to hear your uh, your story. So welcome, welcome to Behind the Smoke. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, we're, we're excited because, I mean, we're, we're seeing this big movement now for barbecue. And I think it's, um, really important for people to, to take initiative and, and see that it's, it's a growing and people are really enjoying it. It's kind of like the craft beer, right? People are kind of getting rid of, uh, the Coors Lights and they're wanting to expand and do different things and kind of be more crafty with their barbecue. And, you know, it's a, it's a fun thing you can do outside and to see that you guys are really embracing it and bringing in some really, really cool brands, brands like Traeger, Big Green Egg and Weber, um, that, you can give the community something that they want and it's not something that they, you know, a lot of times I want to see the product, you know, before I buy it. Right. And now I can go into Nace hardware and see that. So it's awesome to see that you guys are doing that embracing barbecue. So, um, tell us how you kind of got into Ace. How'd so, that happen? Well, uh, that's an interesting story. So my sister and I have been in business together for many, many years and we used to be in the event production business, uh, ah, doing glutton for punishment. Yeah, exactly. like us. <laughs> uh, concerts and festivals and trade shows and all kinds of things that we would produce and our office was in downtown san diego and we were just watching the redevelopment of downtown and there used to be a hardware store there called san diego hardware which was in downtown for over 100 years but they had moved to kearney mesa uh, for business reasons so there was no hardware store and my sister would come into the office about every couple months and say hey there's a new grocery store opening there's a new drugstore opening somebody should open a hardware store and uh, <laughs> she, she said it enough times. She said it enough times, exactly. Oh, I love it. I love it. And uh, being in the event business, you're on the road uh, all the time. And uh, I had a couple of young kids, and I was really just looking for an excuse to stay home. And so I came in the office one day and said, you know, how you, you keep saying that we should open a, somebody should open a hardware store. I think we should open a hardware store. And I was just thinking, that's how I'll get to stay home because right. I can run the hardware store. Sure. Um, and so we just, just started doing some research and uh, – Decided, yeah, there was definitely a need for a hardware store in downtown San Diego. And then the next step was to decide, um, well, what's it going to be? Is it just going to be Harry and Pam's hardware or do we, you know, go out and look for a national brand? And, uh, we looked at Ace and a couple of other brands and decided that, um, Ace was the independent store, hardware store of the future, really. We saw it there. Mm-hmm. Their attitude towards how they were going to grow and how they were going to treat the customer was just different than the others. So we said, hey, we want to be an Ace Hardware store, and we want to open it in downtown San Diego. And that was the start of how we got into the business. What year was that? That was uh, We started that process, um, boy, really in uh, 2007, and then the store actually opened in 2009. Wow. Yeah. And then what? Um, where did you see the shift where you guys started really focusing on barbecue? So I think that's like within the last five years, Ace um, – you know, one of the things that Ace is doing nationally is tr- how do we differentiate ourselves from our competitors? Um, and one of the ways is to have product that is not available everywhere or is product that um, the consumer wants more than just to go in and buy a box. You know, they want someone to tell them about the product, how to use it, be a user of the product themselves. And so Ace went on an initiative. We've always carried Weber grills for many, many years, but they went on an initiative and said, hey, we need some other brands. We need, we need to have the best brands. 
And uh, so they started that, like I say, about five years ago. Traeger was the first one that that uh, became a best brand within Ace and then Big Green Egg in the last couple of years. And more and more of the stores are uh, nationally are are taking on that initiative. And we decided to do it here in San Diego. Are you guys carrying all the products for those? Like, you know, Weber has not just barbecues, but they have a lot of accessories. And, you know, Big Green Egg, the same. They have their um, lump coal and, you know, um, Traeger now has sauces and rubs and all that right. stuff. Are you guys in doing those too, or is it just mo- mostly just the barbecues themselves? So at the Hillcrest store, we're doing the whole gamut of it. Uh, we've got all the accessories. So, for example, with Big Green Egg, which we just brought into the store this week, there are over 200 items Jeez. in addition to the grills. Um, that we carry in the store. Same thing with Traeger. We've got the rubs and the spices and the sauces and all the accessories that go with it and Weber as well. Mm-hmm. Um, our downtown store, which is a smaller store and gears towards a different market. You know, everybody has balconies and patios they're dealing with. So HOAs. HOAs. <laughs> exactly. So it's a different mix of products there. Um, but uh, the Hillcrest store is where we really have an opportunity to open up and offer more uh, to those grill aficionados or people who want to be, as you say, people are, are wanting to get into grilling and maybe not aren't sure how exactly to do it. And we're there to help. Yeah. We always tell everyone too, like if you're not sure about it, you got to just do it. And going out and getting, you know, a Weber, you know, I, I'm no joke. The, I don't know if you guys have Weber, Weber Smoky Mountains, but, um, those, those vertical smokers are awesome. The kettles are just awesome. Just going out and doing it. It's, you're probably not going to be the best at first and that's totally okay. And I mean, you, you right. need to embrace that. You need to embrace the process and just get out there, get some good meat, get some quality stuff and just try it. You're going to end up falling in love with it because it's just so much fun. You can, <clears throat> the best thing is that everyone's palate's different, right? Barbecue is so subjective and people are like, oh, this is the best. Well, it's, it might be the best for your palate, but if you can go home and figure out your palate and all of a sudden like the, the barbecue that you like, it's so cool because you can make something that you want to eat all the time, you know, That's and right. it's not just like, oh, I want to go over here and have the barbecue, but it's a little bit too bitter. Or the, you know, they didn't, it was a little too sweet. Well, figure out what you like and go out and do it. That's exactly right. And the, I think the, the newer brands, or, or maybe newer to the market anyway, like Big Green Egg and Traeger, they make it really simple to try out new things. And they're so versatile in what they can do. You know, it's not just about grilling. They can do so many other things, whether it's baking or roasting or whatever it might be. And uh, so people can try out different things. They can make a pizza on their grill if they want to, or they can, you know, even bake a cobbler. Right. It just, just makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, I know for for people that are getting into smoking too, Traeger, you know, I don't people always think I shit on Traeger and it's not that I I think they're phenomenal for for backdoor or back um, backyard barbecues. I think it's awesome and kind of the set it and forget it kind of thing, you know, you right. can put it at a temperature at 225 whatever it is and cook it and it turns out really really good. Now the only thing that they're not a commercial smoker, you know, I had them their big one and that it didn't work for me um cuz I was running it almost 20 hours a day and it just kind of couldn't keep up. Right. But for backyard, for the average day, you know, person that wants to smoke, you know, two or three times a week, I mean, it's, they're phenomenal. They're great just to use out there. And, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to mess things up when you have a trigger that you kind of just, you know, the, the probes that are in it now that you can see what your temperature is at on, in your meat too. And, those things are pretty cool. Yeah, one of the things that we're finding also is an advantage with Traeger is you'd mentioned HOAs and that yes. they are HOA compliant in most cases because they don't have open flame and you don't have propane tanks and yes. so a lot and the charcoal the charcoal so people are able to grill where uh, 
in their homes where they might not have been able to before because of HOA restrictions. Yeah, for people that don't know, uh, HOAs can be very restrictive towards your barbecue grill. and uh, well, Especially out here in California. Especially out here in California. But depending on your common area, there might be something, you know, there might be a grill in your common area. But if you want to put something on your own patio, uh, you really got to look in your CCNRs, which is your huge stack of legal documents that you abide by by buying the condominium and uh, we, we learned the hard way by putting a <laughs> charcoal grill, uh, when my son was born, me and my, my father-in-law, we, we bought a, a Weber charcoal grill, wanted to make some Bulgarian kufteta and put it out on the balcony and smoked out our, one of our HOA board members. We got a real nice email, um, probably, uh, I think maybe within three hours of that, of that cook. Yeah. <laughs> so what'd we, you change to? You went to a, we went, we went to a propane one. Yeah. yeah. We just went to a propane one. It's easy just for, um, a Weber propane, just for the, uh, for the you know, balcony. It's, it's funny, you know, probably, <laughs> probably think like, because I do so much barbecue and barbecue is such a big part of my life that my backyard is probably like this crazy collection of smokers it's like fuck dude i have like, like the cheapest little propane barbecue in my hey, backyard it and it's it's perfect because if i want anything smoked i just do it here and then i take it home right, for sure. and uh you know i got my big green egg i got the double xl outside that we do our reverse searing on and stuff and um our old hickory smoker but at home, if like the wife just wants like barbecue chicken, I just throw that fucker on the propane right there, real, real propane quick. right, right <laughs> on top of the to, gr- on grill grates. Get get done with it, man. It's yeah. uh, and it's, I mean, those things. I mean, it, it serves its purpose, you right. know. And if I just want a little burger real quick or a um, a steak, you can do those pretty. And but, but of course, yeah, you said the grill grates. Those are uh, the grill grates are the best, absolutely, especially for a propane grill. Um, one of the cool things about the podcast is it allows us to dig deep into companies um, that we might not know a lot about. And, you know, preparing for this podcast, I was listening to another podcast put on by um, David Novak of Yum Brands. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes, but he was interviewing the CEO of Ace, uh, John Van Heisen, and right. kind of talking about the differentiators of of Ace and why Ace is different and how it's competing against Amazon, how it's competing against Lowe's, how it's competing against Home Depot. And, um, you know, one of the things that Derek and I take to heart is the small retailer, you know, and how we can position ourselves to be different in a world that's going digital. Uh, we embrace digital. We, we embrace online sales. But at the same time, we feel very passionate that there is a place for the village. You know, there is a place for the village shop. And I know that Ace embraces the neighborhood, but it also allows you as an owner the autonomy to make decisions for your store. Um, and some of those decisions are some of the best decisions that get implemented throughout all of Ace stores. So right. kind of like the, the Yeti example. You know, the Yeti example came in because of a couple southeastern stores that were selling Yeti products. They corporate looked at it and said, what is this? You know, what's right. going on here? And then sure enough, you start bringing in a product, which Derek has, you know, firsthand knowledge here bringing in. But he brought it in because he doesn't have, you know, a corporation that he has to abide by, except you, you have the ability to pivot. Um, talk about, you know, that that freedom that you have. So that is one of the beauties of Ace. So we we have a national brand, you know, Ace Hardware that everybody knows is one of the most recognized brands in the world. Um, but because the stores are independently owned and, and, and many people don't realize that they think it's that, you know, we're all part of big ACE corporate, but every single one of the ACE hardware stores is owned by somebody who lives in your neighborhood. 
And because of that, we have the ability to, you know, take a look at our local area and say, you know, what is the right product for our stores? And the Yeti is a good example. You know, he had an area where fishing and hunting was uh, a big part of life. And so they said, well, we should have products to meet the, the needs of these people. Um, and it's the same thing, you know, for example, our Hillcrest store, uh, we're, in, you know, in the center of a uh, gay community. And so we have a lot of products that where we say this is a product appropriate to buyers from the gay community. Yeah. Maybe it won't sell at the downtown store, or won't sell at a store in Tierra Santa, but let's localize and let's get what they want in our community. And that's what every single Ace Hardware store can do across the country. And and it's, for me, it's fun to go. Like My kids hate it because we go on vacation and wherever it is we go, it's like, what's on the list to do? Well, we're going to go to the Grand Canyon. Oh, and we're going to see these three Ace Hardware stores. <laughs> yes. uh, because you you want to see what are the local stores doing and you know to make their store different, to meet the needs of their community, and, and what might we be able to transfer into you know our own stores. Yeah, I think that's, you know, immediately when I walked into the store yesterday, um, just to go see the layout for how it's going to set up on Saturday, immediately when I walked in, I felt like this was part of Hillcrest, right? But it was part of Hillcrest in a way that was embracing the community. It was neighborhood. You know, it's the way that I feel when I come into Derek's store here in Spring Valley, because it doesn't feel like, you know, it's just a cookie cutter layout. Like this was actually... With intent, we put these products here because this is the image that we want to per- portray. And it was welcoming. It was welcoming to me right. um, coming in and seeing how you guys are putting, you know, an emphasis on the grills to put them up in the front of the store. And that was really cool. Right. And it's not just about the product. It's also about the staffing and the training. And, um, you know, because we are neighbors, I mean, typically we try to, and for our stores, we try to hire people from the neighborhood. So they live in the area. They can talk to the people who come in because they know them. They recognize them, you know, regular customers. They say, hey, Sean, good to see you again today. Yep. How's that Traeger grill working out? Uh, hey, by the way, there's a new rub and, you know, or any of the other product lines that we carry. So it's that's all part of it is, you know, being the helpful place, being the neighbor, you know, being the neighbor that you can go to with a problem. It's like going and knocking on the door. Of, of the house next door and saying, Hey, I got a problem with my toilet. Do you have any idea what sure. it might be? You just go down to Ace Hardware Store. It's the same experience. Well, it's kind of the generational buy-in that we talk about a lot here. It's not transactional. It's not, Oh, how do we get through these numbers and how do we get these people out of the checkout line? It's exactly what you said. How do we learn about the person that's coming in to purchase something? Right. Because if we learn something about what they need and what they want, then maybe we can help them in ways not to upsell them, but to give them a better experience so that we become a trusted resource for them. That's exactly right. We, um, every single week we get a truckload of product from the Ace Warehouse. Um, and every single week there's something new coming on that truck that we haven't carried before. And 90% of the time it's as a result of a customer coming in the store and saying, Hey, you guys should carry ABC product. Or I need this product and you don't have it. And then we just look and see, hey, is this something that we can get out of the Ace Warehouse? Then, yeah, it's there. Let's get it. Let's bring it in. Customers are asking for it. They want it. And so every single week we have something new coming in as a result of the input from our customers. Is there a floor model you guys have to abide by? Let's just say there's a need for a Ace Hardware out here in Spring Valley. <clears throat> is there square footage that you guys have to look into? Like what? what's the you know, parameters for, for opening an Ace Hardware? So they have uh, some different formats. Okay. Um, they have names within Ace, uh, Convenience, Core, Super, 
uh, express and they range in size from say 3,500 square feet, which would be an express store to upwards of 20,000 square feet oh, for, wow. a, for a superstore. And within each of those formats, Ace will have recommended products that you carry um, in order to fit into the space and make sure that you have the core products that you know, a hardware store is expected to have. Mm -hmm. um, but then you can go outside of that core, what they call it, discovery products and bring in whatever you might think is appropriate. And a lot of stores will start out with just the core, the recommendation. A says for my 5,000 square foot store, these are the 20,000 items I should have. And that's what they start with. And then uh, as time goes on, they learn what, what is it that my customers want? What's selling? What's not selling? And they make adjustments. Now, forward. is there any want for you to open up more stores? Yeah, we, we're always looking for opportunities. Um, you mentioned Spring Valley. Spring Valley, La Mesa area is one that we think that there's a need for an Ace Hardware store. Dude, come on in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Troy <It's>, Street. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can open up something across well, the street. Let's level man. something right out I'd there. I'd love to have something just so quick we can go grab something man it's uh yeah, it kind of sucks sometimes having to drive all the way to home depot or, or something like that. there are within san diego county i think there's 17 total ace hardware stores so the the market is way underserved by ace um if we look at like a market like phoenix which is similar in size both geographically and population size um there's i think almost 70 ace hardware stores is there. that right yeah Jeez. so there's a lot of opportunity in san diego the, the biggest problem really that uh people face in opening a new Ace Hardware in San Diego County is the cost of real estate, mm -hmm. whether you're, you want to buy it or whether you're going to rent it. I mean, this the, the rents are so high crazy. Um, that it's difficult to make the business model work. We actually were looking into yep. that. I'm fortunate to own the property here. <clears throat> and it's when we're looking at new businesses and going through leases, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, the amount of money people want for different leases. I did, I'm like, how do you even expect anyone to succeed? Right. I mean, I... We've looked at some places, even downtown, and it's like, dude, no one's made it here in the past 10 years, and you guys won't fucking fudge on your, your price for I know. release. Like, a, you can't, you can't expect anyone to win. It's a shame. And we see it, you know, we've been open downtown for 10 years, and we see, you know, especially on the restaurant and bar side, just this revolving door Crazy. Of, of places open, they close. Um, and, you know, I hate to see that happen to small businesses where they go into a situation and, whether it's from planning or not having enough cash or whatever the case may be, they end up, you know, six months, 12 months later, they've closed down. And it's almost always the rent that was when you yeah. look at, at the, yeah. their business pro forma or results and you say, oh, my God, you were paying 25% of your revenue towards rent. It's like there's no way you can survive that. And you don't I mean, for us, we're looking at things with different cam charges and triple net and right. different things that you don't really understand until you have to really get into the nitty gritty of it. And then the amount they want, you know, over a, a natural break point. And it's like, man, I'm not going to give you 6% of my gross sales over a natural break point. It doesn't make sense for me. Right. Um, but those things are the things you really have to focus on when you're doing a lease and when you're looking at things, because you have to make sure you're putting your best foot forward. I can't afford to go in somewhere and lose money. Some big corporations can come into a, a different area and they can afford to lose money for the first two years to make sure that they get the growth that they want. Then they can bring everyone in and you know, the next five years they make profit. They're okay with that. A small business like me and I'd imagine yourself, right. I can't afford to lose money. I gotta be making money month one. I have to. Exactly. You know, that's, that's how my, everything would work at, at my grocery store. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's, there's never been a time where it's more pre prevalent than in 2018 to start doing things smart. 
You know, you ha- you can't go off of an old business model and off of the way that things used to get done. And the cool thing about Ace, at least from the research that I've done, is that they're willing to pivot. They're willing to do things that are out out of the box thinking um, to embrace that neighborhood feel and to fit into that neighborhood. So I'm sure that, you know, if there were plans to open up other stores in San Diego, you know, depending on what that footprint might be, there's a lot of flexibility in that footprint. Exactly right. Well, yep. we talk about it, too. Um, when we were out in Texas, just about the A set in Mansfield, Texas, right? With oh, yeah. Clary. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. He, he yeah, had, he with the Big Green Egg. Yeah, he had story. the Big Green Egg, uh-huh. and he went to an Ace, and it was that neighborhood feel that made him so comfortable. Because he's newer to barbecue. I mean, he's not new, but he's, yeah. he's just kind of getting the bug and... He had to go, I don't know, something broke on his big green egg or whatever, and they couldn't do the, I don't know if they couldn't do the warranty right there, but the guy just gave him another part. He's like, hey, come back Monday, and right. we'll, we'll square up, you know, because he wanted Jeremy just to be able to finish. You know, But it's that neighborhood feel that you just, you trust people, and you want them to, to succeed. It's not like we were talking about this transactional thing, and it's great that Ace does that because there's nothing weird. I mean, for me, I like to try to fix everything myself at home, right. but I don't always know everything. But I, I don't want to ask someone that like looks at me like I'm stupid. So if I walk into like a Home Depot and they're like, "Oh, you don't know what this dingle hopper is," I'm like, yeah. "No, I don't fucking know what that is." <laughs> like, just like, give me a break. Like, help me out a little bit. And then, but going into an Ace, like you guys want to educate and you want to teach, and and that's, that's right. the best part about all this is that you guys are wanting to be that pillar in the community that teaches people, and that's we got to keep that going for sure. Yeah, tell us about you. I mean, you have Big Green Egg even coming today to do training yeah. right, for, with your staff. So when we made this decision for the Hillcrest store that uh, we should be a grilling destination for the community um, and that we wanted to add the Big Green Egg products, um, it wasn't just, you can't just, in my opinion, you can't just order the product, put it on the floor and hope for the best. Um, we need to have our staff be trusted by the customers. So Big Green Egg sending a trainer into the store today and we have a half a dozen of our staff are going to go through their training from their national trainer. I think you're going to come down and join us for I that. Am, absolutely. Right? I and, love, love education. And, uh, you know, they have an online learning program that will put every single one of our employees, cashiers, sales associates, everybody will go through the Big Green Egg online learning program so that anybody in the store could answer a basic question. And then, of course, we'll have, you know, those who are specialists and they've, they're using the egg at home and, that people can come in the store and say, Hey, where's Brian? Because I know Brian uses an egg at home and I want to get some advice from him on maybe it has nothing to do with, um, the egg in itself. Maybe it's a recipe. Sure. You know, he wants to know, Hey, I heard you made a peach cobbler on your egg. You know, how do I do that? You know, and there's no sales opportunity there for us. It's just being part of the community and helping out. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the coolest thing is watching how National Barbecue Association has, you know, really put their tentacles out, you know, on a national level, but more on a grassroots level to connect people like us to you, um, to connect people like us to, you know, Brian from Hot Sauces and more. They're going to be doing the San Diego Egg Fest on Sunday. Right. So, I mean, this is a huge kickoff weekend for Big Green Egg, for barbecue, for independent retailers, um, for us all really to come together around fire, which is what we love to do. I mean, we're, like I said, we're glutton for punishment with events. Like if there's an event on the calendar, I mean, you can ask Layla or catering and event manager. She's like, well, do you just say yes to everything? Like, well, it's 90% yes, (laughs) 10% we have to say no to. But, um, you know, for us, it's, 
that's where all the opportunity and that's where all the magic happens. You know, when you're actually out there and you're out there in full force, you know, it's a team that goes out there. It's not, oh, this is, we're just going to send, you know, whoever there and they're going to go and set up and put our brand out there. No, you have to be there and be there where the magic happens. That's right. And, you know, for us, that's what's opened up so many different doors for us. And I think that uh, for us, that's how it is in the stores too. So Pam and I, my sister, we own the stores together. Um, and people expect us to be on the floor yeah. talking to them and be as knowledgeable as our sales associates. So, for example, with the Big Green Egg training today, she and I both will go through that awesome. training so that we can talk about it, even though, you know, we won't every weekend be on the floor talking sure. about selling Big Green Eggs. We'll know about it. And any customer who knows us or trusts us can say, hey, tell me about this new product that you've got and we'll we'll know about it. We're not just sitting in a back room somewhere or or in a corporate office. And well, it's, you know, it, because you have boots on the ground, because you're actually out there touching it, you also have the best position to make a relationship or open up an opportunity for that new product that you have. Cause maybe you only, you know, where it's going to display better. Right. Or it might be, you know, this certain product might look better downtown, you know, where we can do something event wise down there as opposed to Hillcrest. Well, Hillcrest makes more sense. So let's do it here. I mean, only you are going to be able to make those decisions, That's you know, right. and unless you're there doing the training, asking the questions, doing the learning, you're not going to know that opportunity even existed. That's right. Yeah. I'm pretty excited too about, or do you, do you barbecue yourself? Um, I'm embarrassed to say my wife does the barbecue does in my she? house. It's totally cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully she's at the class for the big green egg. Cause those, uh, they're, they're great, great little cookers. And I'm in fact, excited in fact she asked me if I was going to admit that on the show. <laughs> <Did she? laughs> yeah. this morning. She said, are you going to, are you going to tell them that, that you're not the one who does the grilling in the house? Uh, I said, yeah, definitely. That's, yeah. That's fantastic. I, I like your wife already. I've yeah. met her. I love it. But <laughs> just going out to these big green egg fests and stuff and just the, the, they want to be in the community and they want to be out there and you guys partnering up with them. <clears throat> I'm excited about this, this weekend. Just oh, it's for, a great for weekend. I mean, great weekend for San Diego. Gene's going to be out there teaching his class and Gene will be out there. So on Saturday we'll be out um, from 11 AM to 3 PM right um, at, the Hillcrest, at the Hillcrest store. So we're going to be giving tri-tip samples, pulled pork samples, talking to basically anybody about the Traeger grill, about the Weber grill, about the big green egg. Um, Gene is a resource of knowledge and he's always eager to uh, pass on that knowledge. We wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for him and the thousands and hundreds of thousands of questions that I've asked over the years, uh, you and me combined. But yeah, he'll be there. I'll be there. Um, and we just want to meet people and, you know, find out more about what, why they love barbecue, why they're trying to get into it, you know, what they're trying to upgrade. I mean, once you get the bug, the the sure. joke is is it's always from one small green egg to the next bit next <laughs> size and the next size and the next size and next thing you know you're competing in an amateur barbecue contest and you're doing a side hustle and working at a farmer's market on the on the weekend and next thing you want to open up a restaurant and that's <laughs> We want to be a resource to anybody that has those aspirations and those dreams because um, there's a lot of bumps along the way that we learned, um, unfortunately, the hard way. But those are the things that we'd like to share. Right. How about uh, how about opening up an A store? Do you have any war stories for us? Well, <laughs> a couple. Yeah, there's always war stories. But um, one of the things I think you mentioned earlier about um, you know, helping out the neighbor and the customer. When we first opened the downtown store, we weren't even actually open yet. We were there setting up product and we were maybe four or five days away from opening. And a woman knocked on the door and she said, uh, are you open? No, we're not open yet. We open next Monday, whatever it was. 
And she said um, it was a part for her grill, actually, something that she needed. And I, I said, well, I can't sell it to you because I don't have a register or anything, but I'll just give it to you and you will be open next week. And, and then you come in and pay for it. And the staff thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever done. They're like, she's never coming back. Yeah, to pay right. for oh, she, that. she just, right? She tricked yeah. you. She, exactly. So she took it and left. And sure enough, she didn't come back the next week. Right. But like four months later, this woman shows up and says, I don't know if you remember me, but before you guys even <laughs> opened, I needed a part for my grill and you just gave it to me. And I'm so sorry. I forgot to come back in, but I want, I, I, I always plan to pay for it. I want to pay for it. So she, and she did. So, so it was, cool. there was redemption, you know, sure. for me because yeah. <laughs> I was the butt of a lot of jokes in the store. Sure. Um, so there's good things like that. And then there's, you know, there's always, anytime you open a new business or even an ongoing business, there's just always something that's going to come up, you know, that gets in the way. Um, and you just deal with it and sure. move on. Well, talk about being in business with family. Uh, it's something that we, <laughs> talk, we talk about a right. lot and, um, you know, the, the ones that are successful, they, they're the ones that are open and honest with communication, but also they have strengths where, you know, your weaknesses might be. So right. tell us a little bit about so that dynamic. My sister and I have been in, in businesses together for a number of years, part of the hardware store, the event business. And um, we both grew up in business with my dad. So we've been in family businesses and you're, that's exactly right. The, the strengths and the weaknesses. So in our case, you know, there are certain things that she's great at that, I would just assume not do and vice versa. So we just divide up our, the responsibilities. And I mean, one thing we've become pretty good at is that, you know, no one can be the king, you know, and say, okay, I'm the one who makes the decisions, mm -hmm. but we each have our area of responsibility and, and we'll go to the other and say, so for example, I deal with all the marketing. Mm -hmm. So I'll say to her, Hey, we should really do, do something for this neighborhood, neighborhood barbecue. We fest. should go on this podcast. We should go on the podcast. Right. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we should, you know, let's really pull out all the punches for a neighborhood barbecue fest and let's try and make it a big deal. And she might say, well, I don't know. You know, we're brand new in it. And, and if she, even if she doesn't agree, ultimately, since it's my area of responsibility, she'll say, we'll go with what you think. Mm -hmm. Or if it's she does all the buying. So she might look at a new product line and say, hey, we should bring this product in. And I'm like, that's never going to sell in the store. And I'll give her my reasons. And she'll say, well, I think it is. And ultimately, I say, okay, fine. You're in charge of buying. So bring mm -hmm. it in. You know, And cool. if, if it works, great. And if not, it'll be one more thing that I can say, see, I told you so. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, that's great. I mean, I, I wish my uh, relationship with my family <laughs> was, was that uh, easy. Um, working with family is very, very hard. And I guess for you, it wasn't a forced marriage to, to work with your, with your sister. So right. that's, that's a, that's a positive. Mine was more forced, you know, not forced, but I mean, coming into the store, it was, I had my aunt, uncle and dad that was working in. And I mean, just being the, the young, uh, young kid doing stuff, it was, if I was in the office on the computer, I wasn't working and they didn't understand that, you know, you know, 10 years ago when I'm doing marketing on, on, you know, Facebook or whatever it is, it didn't make sense to them. So therefore I wasn't working. Right. And, uh, trying to get past those barriers was really, really strenuous. And, you know, if it wasn't for, uh, my dad being just such a saint and such a, um, a nice guy and, you know, I'm kind of overbearing sometimes. So our relationship worked well, but I mean, to be honest, I mean, I, I told him this not too long ago. I'm like, you know, it's, 
it was hard because we weren't father and son for a long time. It was like business and it was, you know, we had some type of resentment towards each other sometimes. And, you know, it was never like that father son. So I'm happy that now that he's been retired for three years, right. that we're actually getting back to our, our father son relationship more than just a, a, a business one. Cause a business one, yeah, we were making money, but it, it, it sucks sometimes, you know, it's, it's a lot of hours and you know, you don't want to ever see that with a family member. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. When, 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 when I started out in business, I was in business with my father as the same thing. And, um, you know, the young buck always has ideas that the wise old man doesn't necessarily buy into. And so there's our times where you're butting heads. And um, the key always for us was, you know, when that office door locks and we walk away was trying to se- separate, you know, and make sure that we didn't carry that business stuff home with us. Or right. if we were having a family weekend around the grill or whatever it might be, you know, we're not talking about the argument that we had on Friday in the sure. office so that you can maintain that separation of, of the family and the business. That's yeah, challenging. I didn't do that. No. I, I was hor- horrible at that. Like we'd even be at functions and I'd get mad about something. My sisters are like, what, why are you so, I'm, and I'm just holding resentment towards something that happened earlier in the week or, you know, and I just couldn't, I was getting so frustrated with stuff. And, you know, like I said, it was just very, very, uh, it was good for our relationship once he retired. And, right. But I mean, he was, he's so supportive of everything I do. It was more of the dynamic with his brother. His brother wouldn't ever come to me and tell me what he was. He would always go to my dad and say, Oh, you, well, Derek's doing this. And he's like, well, then my dad's like, go talk to Derek then. And he right. would never come to me. Yeah, like, you're a damn kid. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> uh, there was just a weird dynamic and man, I'm just, I, I don't wish the, that, um, that scenario upon anybody because, you know, I, I have my manager meetings every week on Mondays and I talk to my employees about it sometimes. I'm like, you know what? I don't think that anyone should ever feel the way I felt coming into work for eight and a half years. It wasn't fair to anybody because I would come in and I mean, I was on edge right away. I mean, my right. uncle would say something, I'm fucking snapping. And then all of a sudden my employees are hearing that it's not fair to them. They did nothing wrong and we're not creating an environment that's conducive for, for everyone to, to get along. So right. now with them gone and I can kind of just say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We work, we work with positivity. We reinforce people with positivity. We try to do the best we can for the community. It's not about us and this transactional thing. Now everyone's buying into it and now it's a lot better because the atmosphere is a lot better. Sure. Yeah. My sister, she, her attitude about work is it, it better be fun. You know, because we spend so much time together and so much time at work that we better be having fun. And so she doesn't have any qualms about saying, whether it's to me or to someone else, that um, this isn't fun right now, arguing about this. So let's change our attitude because this is all supposed to be about having fun. Yeah. I mean, you never want to get to that place to where, you know you don't ever talk to your family member again. Right. Because that's not fair. And we got close. I got really close to my uncle. I'm going to be very, very honest with it. I never thought I'd talk to my uncle again after we worked, you know, together. Um, we're, we're better now. We talk. Right. He came in yesterday to the store. He came into the office. We talk, you know, we're, we're fine. Um, he golfs a lot. So it's like he's happier and, and he, <laughs> he can get, go do his things, but you never want to get in position to where all of a sudden it ruins your relationship because that's what the, it should always be about is just about your family and relationships like that. It, that's you right. Know, if it's, if your business is ruining your family, you probably just need to make a chalk change. it up and it's okay. It's right. okay. You know, chalk it up, split the profits and go do your own thing. Sure. You know? yeah. yeah. I think one of the things you just talked about is 
if it's not fun, then there's no passion to wake up every day and to keep your foot on the gas. And then you become complacent and then things start to fall through the cracks and that's where problems happen. Yep. But if you're passionate about what you're doing and your sister's passionate about what she's doing and you have this synergy working together, um, you can do something that's really magical. And, you know, I felt that right when I walked into the store and, you know, for us, on this podcast, it's really cool to talk to other leaders, other entrepreneurs, other people that are doing things differently because it is very competitive. It is competitive. And like you said, downtown for 10 years, you watched bars and restaurants open and close. And for us, we're so grateful that for 10 years, we, we're still open. Right. You know, and we try to focus in on the things that we're not doing well so that we can improve those. Um, but also to do things that are going to set us, set us apart and to, you know, make us, make us different. Um, one of those things is definitely digital marketing. I mean, the fact that we're even podcasting with you, um, sure. you know, spending the time, spending the resources, um, adding team members. We have Brian over here. Uh, we just added this week. So he's, uh, he's new to the team. We have Layla and Corey. Uh, but for us, it's important to share stories. Um, and it's important to, talk to other people so that somebody somewhere in the world that's listening to the podcast might pick up a nugget of information that'll change their life so that they can implement fun in business and right. passion in business. Because going to work, going to a job that sucks, I mean, life's way too short for that. Way too short and there's way too many opportunities. Um, talk a little bit about digital marketing from the corporate side and what they allow you to do on the storefront side. So... Corporately, they're getting more and more into digital um, as far as what they do with national branding advertising. Um, Ace has been reliant for the most part on, I'll call it video, because it's not just television anymore, but you know it's all the various broadcast methods. And there's, that's still where they are heavily, but they're getting more and more into the digital side. Um, but more importantly, they're providing more tools to the local store owners because digital is really very localized. Um and so, uh, like we're starting a, actually yes, started yesterday a campaign, uh, of 11 of the local A stores have gotten together and we're doing a, a mobile campaign basically. So you'll see our messages on your mobile phone, um, from now until the end of the year, um, where we're just going to, you know, be out there with the messaging about, uh, depending on the month. So like for May, we're talking about grilling yep. um, and promoting that we're the destination for grills. And in June, we'll talk about that uh, we're the destination for Father's Day for tools. Um, and July will be about paint, et cetera. So, you know, we're using mobile because that's where people are at nowadays. You know, they everybody's got their phone with them and we take advantage of that. And then we use, you know, Facebook and Instagram and, and some of the social media um, where we're not really so much about pushing, hey, we've got, um, you know, this item on sale this month for $9.99. It's more about, you know, what's going on in our store? What's the environment? Um, here's a new employee. Um, what activity do we have going on? What community activity are we supporting? You know, it's more uh, trying to be social than it sure. is about just selling products. Um, and there's, like I say, Ace is providing tools, so they'll give us, you know, whether it's, um, photo images to use or recommended text. But for the, most of the stores who are into it, you know, have someone on staff, for example. Well, they that, better get into it. Yeah, if, if they're, they're not, not in, If they're not into it, they're not going to be around. Right. I mean, seriously, they, I mean, it's one of the things we talk about. You can have an incredible village store, but you can be that much more powerful if you embrace digital and you start to use this, the free social tools that are available to independent retailers. Yep, exactly. Right. I, but it's not... You have to have a good store first. 
I mean, it's not oh, yeah, just absolutely. about fucking marketing. It's just oh, not just about digital. It's, you, you have to have that village door. And sometimes people just get complacent and they're okay with making X and they don't care about, you know, growing their brand and it's fine. Right. And, you know, um, but I hope most business owners aren't stagnant people and they want to try to do more and do better. And, you know, with a little bit more revenue, you can actually do more for people. And, and I hope that's what pe- drives people is just not that monetary gain. It's more of like, what can I do to give back? And exactly. It, it sounds, uh, that's what you guys are doing. Yep. And we, um, within our stores, we have initiative to, uh, raise funds for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we just finished during all during the month of April, we were doing fundraisers in both stores. In fact, many of the A stores were doing it, um, for Rady's children's hospital. Um, and between the two stores, uh, downtown in San Diego, we raised over $2,000 nice. um, cool. during the month of April for awesome. the Children's Hospital. And last year, um, we did, uh, when the hurricane hit in Texas, um, we said, okay, well, what can we really do to help? You know, it's so far away. Um, and what we said was, okay, we can, if we can get customers, to, if we say to the customers, these are the things they need in Texas. And we contacted a um, organization down there and said, what a relief organization said, what are the things you need? And it's like, well, we need gloves and we need safety glasses and we need, you know, masks. And these are all the things that we need right now. And so we just put up a sign for our customers and said, we're going to support the Texas hurricane relief. And here, these are the items that we're going to buy to send down there. Um, and we appreciate your donation towards it. And we're going to match that donation. And we sent two shipments of just incredible numbers of those products down to, and then did the same thing again, um, with Mexico, with the earthquake that followed shortly thereafter. Mm And, Mm -hmm. and so we're, we try to do things that are both impact our local community, but also that we can help nationally where we can, for example, and the Mexico earthquake, we had many customers who came in and said, it's amazing what you guys are doing for the Mexico earthquake because no other retailer is doing that. Everybody's focused on something else right now. You sure. know? And the fact that you guys said, here's something different. Um, so they really appreciated that. And then we'll do things in a local community, whether it's for downtown, we focus a lot on homeless. Um, we give to the Monarch school, which is a sure. school for homeless kids. Primarily we work with the Monarch school with okay. organizations and training. Yep. 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 So, you know, we raise funds for them. We raise funds for the YWCA and their, um, battered women's shelter, um, at the Hillcrest store. We do things that are, you know, more, um, in tune with that community support pride. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, what can we do? We're again, we're not just here to make a buck. We're here to be part of the community, support the community, help build the community. You're there to serve. Exactly. You're there to be sure. a, in, in, to provide a service. Right. And, and that's what people, we talked about it with uh, rich last time on our podcast and he's like serving without selling. And it's, uh, it's again, I mean, I'm saying it now, so it really did stick with me, but it's just, it's so true. Just being a service for people. That's what people need to figure out that's the reward that's that's it's not a, it's not a dollar it's not a it's not a transaction it's the the serving people for me is what drives me man right i mean that that's to my bones is what can i do for others and that's what gives me um you know a lot of pleasure in in doing that um it's it's cool to see that you guys continue to do that um are you guys seeing a big you know growth in the barbecues that you're selling i know you guys have always sold kind of barbecues are you guys seeing like a trigger that's just selling through the roof are you guys seeing anything that's really taken off more than anything that's trending um 
how are you guys doing with so within our stores individually Mm -hmm. um downtown's not a good example because we focus mostly on what's going to fit on a balcony in a (laughs) high-rise condominium um so we sell a lot of the little charbroil patio bistros sure um and at hillcrest because we're just really launching this initiative um it's hard to answer that Mm -hmm. but looking at what some of the other a stores locally um are doing who have who took on the grilling initiative earlier um really big green egg seems to be the the trend right now you know people are stepping up to that um i think that whole style of cooking has become popular whether it's big green egg or one of the other ceramic komoda style um grills but you know big green egg is the brand that's what people want right now and and i think the real trend that i hear is that people are wanting to do more than just cook their meat right. you know they're wanting to do other things I, i'm shocked at how popular the pizza accessories are for right. for big green egg um and some of the things that their big green egg has come out with so that you can cook cobbler or a stew or whatever it might be you know inside the pots um so i think that's the trend is you know using your grill for more than just they're versatile Right, exactly. They are versatile, so let's use them that way. It's not just about you know putting six chicken breasts or twelve hamburgers or a tri-tip on there. There's so many other things you can do, and I think that's the trend that that we're hearing about in the grilling industry right now, locally anyway. That's great, and that all sounds really good right now. I could fucking go for a tri-tip with some chicken and <laughs> you're telling all me. Oh well, yeah, you had steak last night, bud. Oh yeah, Sean was doing guy. a, uh, a fast. Guy. I did a fast last week and almost went. Four Derek days. did it the best. No, well, I am the best. Do, you usually. did do it the best. But a fast is when you don't eat. So if you eat, it's not considered a fast. But Sean, would you rather I lie? No, I think no. It, I think honesty, is brutal honesty is okay. You, you went two days. I brutal, think that, I think brutal that's honesty great. is okay. Yeah, no, two just days not is Derek's great. bar. <laughs> Look, it's not. I have my a bar. high bar. I have a high bar. It's not my bar. You're the one that said you wanted to go three days. I said I wanted to, and I failed. Yeah. I well, failed. You, I'm a you, failure. You'll get, you'll get back on it. Will I get back up? We're like bickering <laughs> fucking married people right now. Just you you remind me other. more of my wife every day. Well, I don't know if that's a good thing. It is. Yeah. She's great. She is great. And it is her birthday today. So Is it really? Yeah. Nothing, Happy no, nothing birthday. Nothing but love to my, to my amazing wife. How do you... Ro- Rosita. Rosita. Bulgarian. I just call her Rosie. It's easier for me. It, it is a little bit easier than Rosita. What's her last name? Her maiden name? Uh, Plamanova. Plamanova. Yeah. It's Bulgarian. Kaleen Atanas Walchev. Kaleen Atanas Walchev. What's a, what does it mean? I know it has a meaning behind it. It's a tree. Is it? It's a strong tree. It's a oh. tree. It's a tree. And you're a it's, wolf. It's, it's a tree. It's, that, it's, a, tree it's wolf. a tree that doesn't require water. It's a tree wolf. <laughs> it is a tree wolf. Yeah. Because Walchev wolf. means wolf, right? It, that, this is very true. You um, think I don't listen? No, you listen. Yeah. You listen. You also set the bar very high, which I appreciate. Um, but one of the coolest things about this uh, this Ace Neighborhood Barbecue Fest is that it's a free event, at least here locally here at Hillcrest. Um, we are going to put links in the show notes. Uh, hopefully we can get some other locations that are happening um, nationwide so that people, no matter where you listen to this podcast, you can go to your local Ace um, hardware store, support them, go out there, check out all the grills. Um, there will also be pitmasters, uh, NBBQA pitmasters um, all across the county that are not just the county, the country um, that will be out at these ACE stores. Something that we're really, you know, we're just honored to be a part of it. You know, for us, giving out free samples of tri-tip and, and pulled pork and having people be able to come and talk to Gene and check out the grills and check out the store. I mean, you have so many cool things in the store 
um, it's going to be an exciting day. Cinco de Mayo. I mean, here locally, San Diego, we, uh, we like to make it to old town, but instead of, uh, instead of eating all those carne asada, break it up a little bit and come get some tri tips. That's the only reason I can't go. You can't go Cinco de Mayo. I'd be there, but it's it's such a busy day for us here. Carne asada, pollo asada, <laughs> guacamole, and salsa. We sell, I would imagine, on Cinco de Mayo, I'll sell 800 pounds of pollo and probably about 1,000 pounds of carne asada. Wow. Yeah. So we'll be busy. Busy, busy. Busy, and then the guacamole will probably sell you know three hundred pounds, two hundred pounds of guacamole, and probably three hundred pounds of salsas. So we got a work cut out for us. We got a new blender, a little stick blender. Really? Yeah, it's the little things that excite me nowadays. I know it is the little things. Those little gadgets that uh, so make everything so. How does a little stick blender help you make hundreds of pounds of guacamole in a five gallon bucket? So you have okay. a stick blender and you uh, just put it in there. You put all your ingredients in there and it just whips it up like that. So you don't have to like chop up all the onions and stuff. You can throw them in there almost whole and it minces it all. Right. Is it, so that's like an Ace Hardware painter's five gallon bucket. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you yeah. see. Yeah, there you go. No, as long absolutely. as it's uh, food safe, I'll, I'll use those five gallon buckets. That's absolutely. Yeah. Um, so tell us how can people find you guys. So you can go to our websites. Uh, we have hillcresthardware.com and downtownace.com. If you're looking for uh, another Ace Hardware store in your local neighborhood in the San Diego County, you can go to sdacehardware.com and find those locations. And I know that there are several other stores that are going to be doing uh, activities at their location for the Barbecue Fest. Um, And then if you're looking nationally, um, acehardware.com is the spot to go and can put in your zip code and find your local Ace Hardware store. And I saw that you uh, you respond to Yelp reviews. We do, good and bad. Yes, I've um, seen that. I, yep. I appreciate that. Yeah, we. Um, it's so important. It is important. I mean, person took the time to either compliment or 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 tell you that their experience wasn't up to their expectation. And I think it's important to respond back and say, "Hey, what did we do wrong?" Or, "Thanks for letting us know that." This person did a great job, and we just high fived everyone. You know, so either way, we respond. What yeah. do people usually bitch about it uh, on Yelp about Ace Hardware? Is it more just uh, you don't carry a product they want, or is it the um, employee? It's usually the employee. Yeah. You know, they they didn't get the experience they wanted, um, yeah. and you know who knows what the backstories are in those. Sometimes a person just has a bad day in the store, and yeah, you know, and I think eighty percent of mine are employee driven. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you, know, it's, and you have to. So, you know, we try, I try to get more information from the customer and I dig down and talk to the employee and the employee will say, yeah, you know what? When I left home this morning, my wife gave me a bunch of shit and I was in a bad mood when I got in here. And, <laughs> right. and yeah, the guy's totally right. And so I'll, I'll reply back and say, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. Um, we had a bad day. We didn't live up to your expectation. I hope you give us another chance because give, being helpful and giving good service is what we're all about. Right. That's awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's really important. We had Brad from uh, Community Manager of Yelp San Diego come on, and we talked specifically more about restaurants and um, why it's important for restaurant owners, but it's also important for retail owners to understand that people are on Yelp and they're looking for things and they're looking for unique retail experiences, and Ace is one of those places. So, right. you know, if you own an Ace store, it is important to have a voice, you know, to thank the people that do write a review and to also respond and try to find out exactly what you said, try to find out 
um, if there's a way that you can fix a bad experience that somebody did happen. That's exactly right. You know, it used to be that they, there was a saying that said, if one person has a bad experience, 10 people are going to find out about mm-hmm. it. But now it's one person has a bad experience and tens of thousands of people sure. are going to find out about it. So you want to make sure that you're reacting to that both to fix whatever caused the experience, but also to communicate back out to those 10,000 that you take it to heart and you're doing, doing something about it. Absolutely. Um, one of the things I did want to talk about is uh, there's a trending hashtag called Demand Bigger Ribs by TGIF. Um, if you go on Twitter and you search Demand Bigger Ribs, this is a digital marketing push for TGIF. I guess they, uh, they're they rolling out some, some new ribs. Um, we want everybody to go check that out and tell us, uh, tell us what you think. Um, it's quite interesting when a corporate... Fridays, the restaurant? TGI Fridays, yeah. I don't know if they ran it by any barbecue oh, exports. You say it again? It. What, what, what do they so want? It's, they uh, want the animal to grow? No, <laughs> they don't want the animal to grow. Their, uh, their marketing campaign is hashtag demand bigger ribs. So I guess they're selling bigger ribs now on their menu. And the ribs that they're selling, um, their pinned tweet is... Uh, is are it right up there? Beef yeah. or they... So, yeah, you guys uh, have to go on Twitter and check this out. I hope they still have it as their pin tweet, but it's TGI Fridays. And I don't know what that is on the plate or what that is coming down on top of it, but I don't want either one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty gnarly. That's... So please, please uh, check that out. Um, it's one of the things that fascinates us, you know, as an independent barbecue. We're, we're always happy when people are promoting barbecue, and I don't care. If the rib it's that was falling like down that. on him was actually a beef back rib that didn't get a wizard knife out of it so i mean that's wild and they have a look like a spare rib that was jumping on top of (laughs) (laughs) can you do a play can you do a play-by-play for us pretty fucking (laughs) but yeah demand bigger ribs that's fucking hilarious yeah but one of the things uh that does fascinate us is the digital world that we do live in um you know it's very important that the marketing department's talking to the chefs talking to the owner talking to that this entire ecosystem lives together and if one one part of it if a marketing if a digital agency says hey let's do this push for bigger ribs. Well, maybe we should talk to barbecue people before we put out something like that, because anyone that does know barbecue, I think will have their own opinions as to what those, uh, those ribs look like. Yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck um, with that. that is was, right. Uh, but guess what? They win. Cause we're fucking talking about it. That's why we love it. Yeah. That's exactly why we love it. And that's, uh, that's part, they, they're promoting the conversation about barbecue. Yeah. And even though Guy Fieri went to a stagecoach and said that Californians don't know anything about barbecue, that starts a conversation on Twitter. Come on, Guy. Come on, Guy. I'd love to have you on the podcast. There we go. We'll talk. So would we. Um, One of the cool things, we do have tickets for EggFest this Sunday, uh, Hot Sauces and More. Make sure to follow our social pages at Barbecue War Stories, our Instagram pages. Uh, Corey is going to be giving away tickets. They're $35 to get in, but you get to eat all you want. Um, come out, try demo the eggs, talk to the guys. Uh, Derek is going to be, what are you doing out there? I am going to be teaching um, people how to break down a pig. Break down a pig. Yep. We'll do a half, half hog. I'm half hog. Just muscle it out and uh, kind of show them how I would do it and, you know, where to make the right cuts and how to seam it out and what 
comes from where and why and all the fun stuff. Yeah, so San Diego Egg Fest is going to be down at Chula Vista, um, Otay Ranch Town Center. Uh, go to Hot Sauces and more for more information. You can buy tickets or follow our social pages to win tickets. Um, Scott Kaplan's going to be down there, one of our podcast hosts from Mighty 1090. Ben Higgins is going to be down there as well. Derek's going to be breaking down a hog. Um, Gene will be down there. Behind the Smoke team will be down there. Um, come and say what's up and take some selfies. Hang out, eat some barbecue, play around on some big green eggs. I'm not going to be down there for long. You're not? I'm just going to do the class Hollywood? and get out. You're going to do a Hollywood appearance? I have to, dude. It's all good. My I wife, know. I my know. You've got, a, you've got another one coming. About ready to pop, and um, I don't think she's... Uh, you know, needs to be with the two kids and she's having, I mean, it's, it's a hard pregnancy. So we're, uh, I'll get in there and get out and get home. So, uh, we do have our social shout out this week. It goes to at San Diego gutters. Um, these guys have started a podcast about rain gutter cleaning, home improvement and contractors in San Diego. So if you've been following along the podcast, we are big proponents of you starting your own podcast about audio technology, about how, if you're on iTunes and people can listen to you all over the world, um, if you have compelling content, but shout out to these guys, uh, San Diego gutters, they're going to get, um, a behind the smoke mug. Um, but hopefully we can see as many people as possible at the Hillcrest ACE hardware this Saturday. We're going to be having a blast, giving out barbecue, um, having a big party, um, out there. And we were very grateful, Harry, for you coming out here and spending a little time sharing your story with us. Thank you for the opportunity. I enjoyed it. It uh, means a lot to Derek and I. Thanks so much. It's barbecue month. Get after it, fellas. Hey, guys, this is Sean and Derek, and we just really want to thank you for listening to the podcast. It means the world to us. We'd like you to go check out BehindTheSmokeMedia.com. That's our website where we have barbecue resources for you to help build your barbecue business. Uh, we also have events listed, so anything that's happening in the West Coast barbecue movement, uh, anything that's going on, we want you to go check that out so you can learn more and get involved. We also have show notes uh, from all the episodes, so anything we talked about in the episodes, you can find detailed show notes there. Um, plus, you can just get in touch with us. It's important that uh, we're here as a resource for you. So please reach out. Let us know how Derek and I can help you with your barbecue journey. Uh, get involved. Stay curious. And uh, follow us on social at Barbecue War Stories. Uh, we'll talk to you soon.